G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A news story emerged this week that needs some exploring since there are some laws of physics that we've always assumed will never change. Like the most famous equation of all time that many of us heard first at school, E equals MC squared. Well, after releasing the world's first picture of a black hole, Scientists have undertaken the most comprehensive test of general relativity near the black hole at the centre of our galaxy. And what they've discovered challenges the integrity of a number of laws, including Newton's law of gravity. And the plot thickens all the more in which another challenge for the scientific community where there is the possibility that Einstein's theory of general relativity is also coming into the question, into question. We might be wondering what this might mean to the way scientists discuss the origins of the universe if these laws change. Associate Professor John Hartnett is a physicist and cosmologist. He's working with Creation Ministries International and he's joining us for his take on those developments. John Hartnett, a special welcome back to 2020. Yes, good morning. John, this is a big development. I've just uh, given a bit of a description of what has happened just to set the scene here. But, uh, you know, the image of the apple falling on Newton's head uh, gave us that uh, famous gravitational law. Uh, recently, though, uh, disproved by scientists who are researching these black holes. Uh, what does all that sort of thing mean to you? Yeah, OK. So <clears throat> not to make more of this than, than we should... Because um, this is an this is a uh, let's say a new uh, observation that has shown that uh, Newton's law that we learnt in high school fails when you get under extreme conditions like near a black hole. Um, however, Einstein's uh, physics works very well, and. Um, this has been done before uh, in, in a different way. Uh, some of the listeners may know of the Hulse-Taylor binary. Two binary stars, one a, a neutro, both neutron stars. Um, um, I should say two stars who are circling around each other. And they were, that was used over decades to test Einstein's theory. This is a, a, another such test and... Einstein's theory comes through uh, very well. Uh, however, Newton's law fails under such extreme gravity conditions. Well, the scientist who's making these claims uh, that there is some vulnerability uh, for Einstein's theory, Andrea Getz, uh, from yeah. the University of California, he is suggesting that the uh, that Einstein's theory is definitely showing vulnerability. Is that the way you'd explain it? No, I wouldn't actually. Um, uh, general relativity uh, really can't say anything about what's inside a black hole. 
Uh, of course, uh, physicists speculate that there's a singularity in there and that the uh, current laws, which are, you know, general relativity, it's the best we have for gravity, uh, that all breaks down once you get inside a black hole. But even if you developed a theory uh, for that region, how would you test it? You know, this is part of the problem. And, you know, it's generally acknowledged that... uh, to go into those sort of realms where you head toward this so-called singularity, you need a new theory, a quantum theory of gravity, and um, we don't have such a theory. It doesn't exist. So, you know, this this has already been uh, discussed at great length in the physicist community. Okay, so uh, there's an opportunity for you there, John. You need to come up with that new quantum yeah. theory. So, uh, you know, that'll uh, that'll leave yeah. your, your mark on science for all time. But look, yeah. take us back to the beginning of the universe. Uh, that's where uh, this theory of relativity, E equals MC squared, uh, people describe that as the only accepted explanation for what was going on in the first seconds when creation began, or as some scientists will say, when the Big Bang happened. What are your thoughts for, uh, you know, the very fact that there is a law like that that allows those sorts of things to even be contemplated? Okay, so uh, E equals MC squared really is describing the equivalence between mass and energy. Um, that you know that matter can be transformed into energy and vice vice versa. The idea that the universe began in a big bang is quite ludicrous because it's essentially saying all the matter of the universe has sprung out of nothing, which is actually sort of in violation of that well-tested uh, equation that you're, you're quoting. But another point to make is that the, the a Big Bang origin of the universe is not testable uh, operational science. It, it's historical science at the best. It's it's really speculating about an unobserved past event, and, and that's not the same thing as what they've done in this recent observation. You know, measuring a star circling around the black hole at the centre of our galaxy. Now, that's operational science, which um, all biblical creationists should should support because we believe in science. We believe it's it's part of God's creation. The, the laws of physics are part of God's creation. But the speculation that the universe began from nothing, you know, and burst... Uh, all matter and energy burst out of this uh, initial singularity, that's just pure speculation. I mean, uh, you know, the the evidence is very thin to support it. So what you're saying is that E equals MC squared is actually a much better fit for the creationist than it is for the person who says there is no God, it all started with a big bang. Well, yes, because um, it's it's a... It's a law, you know, when you talk about laws, laws are very strong. They're they're, they're, they're theories that have been tested over and over again until they get to this sort of special status of being a law because um, we haven't found a violation. Now, we often call Newton's law of gravity, we call that a law too, and it works extremely well except when you get into... um, 
you know, special conditions of very high gravity. So we have to also understand that all of these laws that we talk about are man's, um, man's, uh, how would you say, codifications of what, of, of how they see nature operating. But that doesn't mean that that's the ultimate law that God created. You know, that's probably only an approximation. And all we are, all we are doing is, is getting these different approximations. And um, all the uh, experimental uh, observations that we make uh, um, support uh, these laws un- under their domain of operation. So they have limitations. But... Um, um, the idea that energy comes from nothing is actually in violation of of the laws of physics. And John, that's the- how do we how do we explain the idea that uh, miraculous things happen? And uh, you know, we talk about God being outside of. Uh, even the laws of physics uh, for miraculous things to happen is this uh, is this sort of something that we hold in a balance here? How do we get a consistency and understanding of how God would be creator when we've when we've got laws uh, like E equals M C yeah. squared? The way I see it is like this: God created um, nature, the laws of nature. He he created a. Um, a, a consistent, reliable uh, uh, system of laws that control the motions and the, uh, the, you know, the the orbits of planets and these sort of things, and they operate continuously every day, and they're reliable. Also, we read in the scriptures that God um, does these supernatural interventions like uh, um, Jesus when he turned a basket of fish and bread into a sufficient amount to feed 5,000 I mean that must he must have he must have violated that law of E equals MC squared or he converted it out of some energy source that we don't see you know and created all those fish so we see those as supernatural interventions that that break those laws, the the standard laws, and they operate on timescales that are very short, right? I mean, uh, when 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 Jesus intervened and, and made all those bre- that bread and fish, that was on a very t- short timescale, and so we see it as supernatural. Let me ask you, John, coming back to Newton's law of gravity, if that law is now under pressure or as has been reported, has fallen. What does that mean for our understanding of timescales for the universe and uh, the sorts of things that we might think about in the dimensions of creation and just the sheer size of the the universe? Does it have any bearing there? Well, the first thing to note is that even though we talk about Newton's law failing under certain conditions, Newton's law is is part of... um, Einstein's uh, general theory. In other words, it depends on where you, the domain of operation. If you look at weak, weak gravity, then Newton's law works perfectly well. But um, then if you talk about time scales, if you talk about time scales of operation in the universe, we often use Newton's laws for the motions of planets and galaxies, and they work quite well. 
There are some exceptions, though, um, rotation of galaxies. There, there are some anomalies that have yet still have yet to be explained. Um, so the problem, though, is when you get out into the cosmos, you have you, you've got a whole new problem. You can't just look at the universe as like a laboratory where you can do experiments because um, the distance scales are so vast and uh, the speed of light, uh, around 300,000 kilometers per second, seems to be this limiting speed in the universe. And so you then end up with time scales of billions of years. And... Uh, things start to get a little bit more tricky, but this is not ops operational science now. This is more uh, historical science because we can't test or we can't do an experimental test on the universe. All we can do is gather observations and try to fit some theory to it, but we can't actually test that by, you know, like in a lab you can... Uh, send a light pulse into your experiment or something like that and watch for a reaction. But in the universe, you can't do that. So it's, it's a totally different realm of operation. John, for those of us who are Christians and we have an interest in science, uh, would you say we stand in a position where we say, yes, we like operational science. It's a good thing and supports our understanding of God as being creator. Uh, where do you put people's theory when they leave God out of the equation and they speculate about uh, origins of the universe, uh, even the evolutionary theory? Are they, in fact, uh, reliant on operational science or is that theory or those theories, are they actually uh, at loggerheads with what is acceptable operational science? In a way, they are though they probably would argue that they're not. And I think it's because they don't really understand the limitation of these things. Some do. Some cosmologists are quite open to say that cosmology, which is really the study of the cosmos as a whole, is akin to historical science, just like in uh, uh, geology, for example, where people try to uh, put timescales on, on rock layers or in paleontology where they tried to put timescales on, on fossils found in those rock layers. Some are honest in that sense, that they see the real limitations. But others don't. They, they, they look at operational science working, say, in the solar system, and then they extrapolate that out uh, to the cosmos. But then they make a, a, a fatal logical error and that is that they really assume what they're trying to prove. So they really assume that the universe is billions of years old in order to prove that it's billions of years old. And, and, and this is where it often breaks down. Well, no doubt there'll be those listeners who are really involved in their scientific pursuit and would love to know if there are some more resources to talk about when it comes to this sort of thing. Uh, you have uh, been published, as I understand it, uh, something like a 100 uh, articles in peer-reviewed uh, scientific journals, and uh, there are no doubt all sorts of resources available on the creation.com website. Uh, is yes. that the best place to find uh, further thinking on physics, on cosmology, on these sorts of questions we're talking about today? 
Well, uh, from a biblical creationist perspective, absolutely go to creation.com. I, I strongly recommend that. Um, I'm uh, still publishing articles there. Uh, there's a very good journal published uh, by um, um, Creation Ministries International called the Journal of Creation, which is for a more in-depth um, look at these topics which you can find information uh, on creation.com about that journal. And then there is the uh, classic creation magazine published by Creation Ministries International, which is a layman level. And sometimes I publish articles in there also uh, on um, the cosmos and physics and things like this, but, but brought down to the layman level. So I'd strongly recommend those resources. Well, it's creation.com, and uh, there are uh, articles about almost every topic you can think of. Uh, in fact, as I understand it, more than 10,000 articles uh, that yes. you can easily access through a very simple search engine there on creation.com. Associate Professor John Hartnett, a physicist and cosmologist and working with Creation Ministries International. John, thank you so much for giving us your thoughts and uh, this update on uh, these developments today on 2020. You're welcome. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.